Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. And joining me on today's show to talk about NFL Week 1 look-ahead lines from a Vegas perspective is Jeff Davis, Director of Trading for Caesars Entertainment. Jeff, great to have you on the show. Appreciate it, Rob. Good to be here. So first off, you're in Vegas. Can you give us some insight into what things are like right now in Vegas since we don't really have sports, but there are some things that are starting to trickle? Well, I tell you what, I, I go to the office a few days a week and I work at home a few days a week. And it's pretty, the strip is really eerie now. I mean, you don't, there's no cars, there's more cops than there are people. And, you know, there's security everywhere. And frankly, I see more people at my house than I do in the building. Uh, it's really an alternate universe right now. But, you know, UFC starting to have cards and there's rumblings of, Major League Baseball coming in July, so hopefully this doesn't go on for too much longer. Uh, looking back, uh, forward to get back to some normalcy. And what's the mindset of the industry? So I think a lot of us were super excited about the rocket ship in general for sports betting with the legislation across the United States for some states slowly opening up sports betting. And then all of a sudden we have this abrupt stop, but us as sports fans in the sports fan community, and certainly as we saw from the UFC uh, event this past week, we're just itching to bet on anything for sports. So even though we're in a lull or a low point right now, what's the mindset right now for looking forward? Oh, it's, I mean, people have to be chomping at the bit. Uh, you know, there's not a whole heck of a lot to, to bet on. Uh, I'm a hockey guy. I'm dying for hockey to get back. And I'm at the point now where I'm handicapping Belarusian soccer and uh, the women's cactus tour uh, golf in Arizona. So that's where we've, uh, we've stooped. But man, uh, we really uh, need to get this back because there's only so much handle that can be written on Ukrainian table tennis and, you know, all of these other uh, various things. Uh, one positive, the Bundesliga is back uh, this coming weekend. Uh, that's probably, you know, outside of a UFC card, that's probably the biggest uh, event or league that's come back. So maybe we'll see a little bit of a handle on that compared to some of the other things we've been offering. From a handle perspective, obviously Vegas is known for when everyone's there, that's where we're going to be placing the bets. But mobile betting is something that we're all watching from home, and it's a great opportunity for us. But do you expect that when things get back to the new normal that you and Vegas will see an increase in handle, or is this going to have some uh, lasting effects for a few years because of the number of people who may or may not be coming uh, in the casinos or in the establishments? You know, it's hard to say. I mean, you got to wait for Nevada governor to say, okay, to open the strip and open the casinos back up. How many people are actually going to want to come out? Like, I know that, you know, just like with anything else, I'm sure about half of the public are really looking forward to getting back and getting back into a normal lifestyle. And if they want to go to Vegas, they can go to Vegas. And you're going to have half the people that are still going to live in quarantine. So, you know, what's it going to be like? I really have no idea. But you know, the way Nevada works, you have to have, you can't sign up for a mobile account from home like you can in some of the other states. So anyone who didn't already have a mobile account in Nevada uh, is kind of stuck outside of a couple of places that just went curbside like last week. So I think anyone who remotely wants 
a mobile account is going to come and sign up in Nevada right away uh, to alleviate any of those problems that uh, may have arisen that, you know, that they couldn't have bet the UFC card this past weekend because they didn't already have an account. Hold up. From our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. Woo! All right, so now let's look at the NFL Week 1 look-ahead lines. And I'm curious from a sportsbook perspective, why put them out now or what is the significance of putting them out now? Well, I think a lot of it is everyone is thirsting for content. There's, there's really not a lot to talk about mainstream sports-wise in news media and, you know, it's the sportsbook world. So – you know, as NFL Network and ESPN had this schedule release show uh, last Thursday, we were like, well, we might as well put up the numbers now to give everyone something. We were all kind of excited because, you know, we haven't really done anything too, you know, thought-provoking, you know, in the, la in the last six weeks or so. So let's sit down and, you know, three of us grinded out uh, all these games as they were, uh, you know, as they started to leak toward Twitter what the opening schedule was. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, we're, it's it's kind of that feeling like on Sunday night during the regular season when you're putting up the next week's uh, numbers during Sunday night football and getting to see which way the market goes. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I completely agree because as I'm looking on my end, I was just happy just to be looking at the lines and be like, oh, we have football that we can at least start breaking down now. I'm curious from sort of a liability perspective, how much exposure do you end up getting with having lines now knowing that there's a lot of things that can change in between now and then, whether it's who's going to be a quarterback or injuries or things like that, where how much is there opportunity or liability from your perspective putting them out now knowing that we're so far ahead? Well, you know, you put out the numbers and in the first the first evening, we'll say, Thursday night, they kind of take shape and any number that may have been a little off usually gets scooped up. But what the numbers are now probably don't move all that much between now and the preseason, assuming all things are normal or going to have the preseason. Um, I think they've all kind of settled into where they're going to be for a while, barring any crazy thing that happens. But it's the lie. You don't build up too much liability because you kind of know what the numbers roughly should be. And if you get too far out on one side, it, you know, moving the number not too far will get you a bet on the other side. But again, like anything else in any other sport, all of the money in these games, I don't want to say all, we'll say 85% of the money that will be bet on these games will be bet from like two days prior to kickoff to kickoff. So leading up to it, it's more about getting to the right number than it is worrying about liability. Is there any value for betters right now seeing a number? I mean, I think one thing that I immediately looked at was the key numbers there. So at seven and three, so for example, Patriots minus six and a half taking on the Dolphins. Someone may say, oh, I want to get this before it gets to a touchdown, uh, albeit 
Uh, most people aren't going to want to tie up their money for this long. Is there value anywhere in doing this now other than just a straight entertainment factor? No, there's value. You just have to be smart about it. Like the one that sticks out to me, I, I think there's value in taking more, you know, there's eight and a halfs out there on Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we open the game seven, San Francisco minus seven. Uh, everywhere I see pretty much in Vegas and, and elsewhere is seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. And generally when that happens, somebody with an account with us is going to lay the seven because it's the only seven out there. And given that no one has laid the seven with us and it's been there for almost a week now, that's usually a good indicator that the market's going to come back to our number. So I think there's some value in Arizona uh, taking more than a touchdown. I think Arizona's greatly improved adding DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Kyler Murray figures to only get better off his incredible rookie season. So, yeah, that that's the one that kind of jumps out off the board uh, at me is uh, Arizona plus eight and a half. So some of the other ones that jumped out to me, so we got Vikings minus three and a half taking on the Packers. And I think so often is better as we say, wait, Aaron Rodgers is getting more than a field goal taken on Kirk Cousins. Why would I not be jumping on the Packers? So can you give any insight on that? Because it's, it was more than just the standard three. And to me, it just seems like so often it would be just a natural, let's just take Aaron Rodgers in the points. Actually, what jumps out is, is, the complete opposite, I, I think laying three with Minnesota, there's a few places in Nevada right now that uh, are still at three. We opened the number three and a half. Uh, we're still there. Some of the shops opened three, uh, and they quickly got bet up. So we just think Green Bay has some issues. Uh, probably the worst 13-win team in the history of the NFL last year. Um, offensive line might have some issues. Rodgers outside of Jones and Adams doesn't have a lot of weapons. Uh, hard-pressed to find this team winning more than nine or ten games. So uh, I think if you like Minnesota, uh, lay the three if it's still available. Uh, if you like Green Bay, uh, it doesn't hurt you to wait because there's plenty of three-and-a-halves out there. Uh, no reason to jump in and take the three-and-a-half now. That being said, just like more of not specifically about this game, but any game really, if, if you like a team plus three-and-a-half and there's several three-and-a-halves out there, there's no real reason to rush to take the three and a half in case it goes to four. And then if you see some of the three and a half starting to disappear, you jump in. See, this is what I love about being able to have this conversation because all I did was use a general mindset of most people say, oh, Aaron Rodgers getting points. But the Packers, as you said, last year, um, a little bit of a facade that their record uh, wasn't necessarily indicative of how good of a team that they were really were so let's look at another game which is definitely going to be one of the most highest profile saints laying four and a half at home taking on the bucks so the bucks are going to be a very trendy team with tom brady with grog this is going to be a different year for you or for them what are your thoughts on this game specifically well we, we had a real mix of opinions in the office about this one this was a good discussion and you know from what i've read and what i've seen and you know from people i respect I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, fading Tampa Bay in the early first few weeks from the sharper dollars. Uh, I know a few people I respect really think Tom Brady's done. He's being, uh, he's kind of being overrated. Uh, I personally disagree. Um, I, I think while he was not good down the stretch last year, the last six or seven weeks, there really wasn't much skill position talent on that roster. And now he goes to a team that, 
has Godwin and Evans and Gronkowski and Arians likes to throw the football. So I'm not ready to, to sell Brady yet. But that being said, if I, if we think that the sharper dollars are going to fade Tampa, we open this a lot higher than, than most of the world. Most of the world open this four, four and a half. We opened six and a half. Uh, one of my guys made this number almost nine because um, he is just so down on Brady. We opened six and a half. We took a bet. We went to five and a half. We took another bet. But again, it's not necessarily players who are playing their opinion. They just see a number that's a couple points off and they take it uh, and they're looking to play a middle. So I kind of expect this number to kind of go back up as as time goes. But we shall see what happens as, you know, the preseason unfolds, if it does, and and how Brady looks, et cetera. But I don't know. I think this number comes back up. How much does it matter that it's Tom Brady as opposed to just any quarterback in a new system playing the first game? Because I think there's an element of continuity for any team that's been playing together. So you take, for example, on the Saints side of things, Drew Brees and the Saints have been together for so long. So they're used to things, but there has to be a learning curve for Brady or any new quarterback in a new system where we can't imagine that they're going to immediately ramp up, especially considering all that's going on in the world right now. So they don't have a normal off season like you traditionally would. Well, that, that doesn't just apply to, to Tom Brady. I mean, that applies to the whole NFL. Um, who knows how, excuse me, how training camps are going to be and how guys are going to train. And it goes back to the UFC. Like how do, how do we know how these guys, training camps went because there's no there's no information there's no people are quarantined so you have to assume this is going to be the case for you know for all the teams and you can only put out lines based on the information that you have and and just kind of roll with it and that's what the good part about putting up these games now is is you're not you're not taking fifty thousand dollar limits to these right now. You're only taking a couple of thousand. So if you're off and you take a few bets, you're not that far out to a game, and you have so much time to to readjust and get yourself in a position where you want. So ultimately, you know how Brady fits in. We'll see, but we can only go on you know what we have, and and we'll take our lumps if we have to. But again, given the limits, we won't be too far out on anything. Do you guys only have numbers for week one or do you do the rest of the season as well in terms of look ahead? We actually did some look aheads. What we did, we did every Monday night football game and we also did uh, the Thanksgiving day games. Uh, I've noticed in the past, you put up a lot of these look aheads. They don't, you know, they don't do a ton of business. They're good talking points. Maybe you take a bet here and again uh, on a few of the games, but I will say this. The Thanksgiving Day advanced games always do great handle because everyone watches football on Thanksgiving. Any NFL fan, you know, you sit around the table, you eat a bunch of food, and you watch football. That's what a large portion of America does. So if you get tourists that come in and it's, you know, it's week four or week five, they're like, oh, that's great. You guys have, you know, Thanksgiving's up. I know I'm going to be watching football on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, they go to the window and they they bet the game. So of all of the the look ahead games the thanksgiving ones do far more handle than than any of the rest of them 
And that's, a, that's an interesting perspective. And it makes complete sense because if I think about the way any of us would go to a sports book, and I also think of it in terms of futures, that the last time I was in Vegas, my wife is a Bills fan. I'm a Steelers fan. And she just said, I want you to place a bet on the Bills to win the Super Bowl for me just because. So there's almost this just because fun factor that is part of the experience. And that's actually one of the biggest things that I'm missing right now is being part of the sports betting community and being able to talk about these things in getting that juice from being able to place a bet, whether it's a week one now or uh, in the future for a Thanksgiving Day bet. Yeah, for sure. And and that's what, you know, we're missing in Nevada right now is, is Caesars is so um, like tour, their business is so tourist driven and we get so much handle on teams that people come in from Detroit, they bet the Lions, people come in from Dallas, they bet the Cowboys. So there's just so much residual handle uh, from that type of crowd. And, and that's goes in part to the Thanksgiving. Like, oh, Thanksgiving. Cowboys are playing on Thanksgiving. What's the line? And, you know, that's something that not everyone has. So, uh, again, Thanksgiving games in advance are great. Do you think that for some of these other sports, since we are so sports and sports betting hungry, like baseball, for example, would we see more people betting baseball when it comes back because we've gone so long without the opportunities to be able to bet on things consistently? I think whatever major sport comes back first is going to do a ton of handle, assuming that things are normal. Like this past UFC card, everybody talks about, or I shouldn't say everybody, media outlets talk about, oh, the handle's going to be so huge. The handle's going to be so huge. Yeah, it might be good, but you don't have anyone in the casinos to bet it. So yeah, you have locals. And yeah, it was good in New Jersey because people can sign up for an account from their couch in New Jersey, which is tremendous. But in Nevada for Caesars, you know, we need the casinos to be open for people to make bets because that's what a large part of our business is. So again, we, uh, that's what we're looking forward to as a whole is getting, is getting things open and getting things back. But as far as the buzz goes, whatever sport decides to come back first is going to be, there'll be a rush for sure because again people are betting korean baseball now it's on at 2 30 in the morning pacific time but it's it's baseball and people know baseball so you take bets on it because it's on tv but for the most part it sounds like a lot of this will be noise and that doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to prevent or present more value that all of a sudden baseball or golf comes back and everyone's like oh i'm so excited to be betting on this but that doesn't mean that there's going to be such a rush of public money because like you said we're not going to be going into the casinos and this will be more media noise than actually boots on the ground dollars shifting things to where you say wow the public like you would see on the super bowl with so much money coming from one place that we're probably just not going to see that yeah, and I'll tell you what, the sharp money doesn't stop. So there actually might be value out there because when you're taking sharp bets and you're not having any, you know, there's very little public money to to counteract any of that, you know, maybe lines get moved a bit more than they would have uh, as you're trying to get action on both sides uh, if you deem that to be necessary. So, you know, lines might move a little different uh, now than they would if, if there were, uh, you know, public play and every, you know, the casinos were full and it was a, a fun football weekend. So 
it's hard to say, but again, things, things change on a dime and, and every game is different and you just got to keep your eyes and ears open. And, and if you see something you like, by all means, bet it. Jeff really enjoyed this conversation. Where can everybody connect with you? Well, I was, uh, I used to be on Twitter. Uh, I, I chose to, uh, climb under a rock in, in the Twitter sphere. Uh, I don't know, a few months back, uh, there might be a Twitter resurgence at some point, but, uh, I needed a little break from, uh, the, the craziness that, uh, Twitter can be. So as of right now, I don't have any social media outlets, but, uh, that, that may change soon. And I want to hear from you. Have you laid down any NFL week one action yet? If so, what is it? You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy and make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community. And also make sure to tag at covers. And for all of you who consistently listen every single week, we thank you so much for being part of our community. One thing that would help us out a ton. If you dig the value we provide, jump on iTunes, give us a rating and review and let us know what you think about your show. And remember you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The focus on the devil hits you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pops, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.